Hey, Ash. Hey, Taryn. Did you know, and this has to be fact, because it comes from a website called facts.com. Yeah. And you can't make a website. Called facts.com and then not be back? Yeah. Um, did you know that Grand Theft Auto franchise has lawsuits that total over a billion dollars? I mean, that, Doesn't I, that make sense, though, to you? That makes sense to me, too. It says, there are a lot of controversies that surround the game due to the nature of its gameplay. Um, Rockstar North has faced many legal claims of copyright and influencing young players to commit bad things. I mean, illegal acts. <laughs> I there was During COVID, there was a, a period where we were playing Mario Party a lot and Mario yeah. Kart a lot. And specifically Kart, I remember when I would drive... There were moments where I'd be like, oh, I just want to like, you know, like zoom across. Imagine like being playing Grand Theft Auto all the time and just being like, oh, so you get like points for hitting people and stuff. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. It's very different. People who are not mentally stable. I don't know. You shouldn't should, play games like that, right? Should they take? Should you have to pass a certain level of testing before being able, <laughs> being allowed to play that game? Absolutely. <laughs> like you get a, a license yeah. to play. Yeah. <laughs> a billion dollars, though. They must That's be doing well. Oh, 100%. They can still be like, if someone sued me for... So much less than that, I'd be screwed. I didn't follow that. <laughs> Somebody sued me for so much less. Than like that. I could not if I got in a lawsuit, like in the amount they were suing me for was way, 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 way less than that. I still would have a hard oh, time. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Like, yes. Let alone like you, a I feel billion like you said dollars. That weird. No, I feel like you just weren't listening. I feel like you said that weird. You were looking through me. I do that. You do do that. I do do that. You do do that. <laughs> Anyways, what are we doing? Hello. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to the podcast. If you have never heard of us before, that's Taryn. Yep. Oh, that's Ashley. (laughs) You you look at me like, duh, you should know this, but every time you do your intro, I'm sitting here like, I don't know where you're going to like. Because I never do it the same. I'm always like. I'm trying to keep you on your toes. Uh, this is our advice podcast where we advise you guys on all of your life situations. Funny, serious, mm-hmm. uh, romantic, mm-hmm. um, dark. We've been there. Oh, Sad. Oh. All the things. <laughs> but keep listening. Whatever you give we're a good us, time. we're here and prepared to yeah, give yeah, you yeah. a good conversation about it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. we are. Um, this is our second episode of today. Yeah. We're doing a twofer. Things are always we're, weird. We're banking up because we have no, we have nothing in our bank. <laughs> One, we have nothing in our bank. Two, I'm going to say it. Holidays are around the corner, uh-huh. you know? So I would like to enjoy that holiday. Yeah. In <laughs> case we want Taryn. time off. Yeah. A little holiday vacation. I'm getting Christmas. my throat sliced open. So just yeah. in case I can't talk for a little while. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> we're so just prepping for. We're bulking. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're being smart and wise. Mm-hmm. And clever girls. Clever, clever girls. How you been, Taryn? Uh, I've been great. <laughs> I've been great. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing to report. Oh, uh, I feel like I've been trying to like figure out what kind of content I want to do, and I'm having like a really hard time. Let's talk about it. Because here's the thing: I have so many avenues that mm-hmm. interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love 
really aesthetic looking stuff, but I also love hot messery. <laughs> I love Lego content, but I also want to do like Amazon things. And then I love like comedy stuff, but then I want to talk about like real life stuff. It's like I'm all over the place and I'm having a hard time figuring out, do I just blast everything because it's me and if people are following me, they're following me for like what I want to do or am I trying to go down certain avenues? It's just so hard because I don't feel, I think I'm at a crossroad where I'm, I'm trying to figure out what my motive is for it because I think that if I want to grow and actually like start having more opportunities or making more money, mm-hmm. I think I need to like find a lane. Wow. But I don't know if that's what I want my motives to be. I don't know if I want to just keep being just genuinely who I am and putting out content that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it's just hard. But then I feel like TikTok too, more TikTok than Instagram, it doesn't matter like how big of a creator you are. Like viral videos come from people with like a thousand followers. So it's hard to map that. But then on Instagram, I'm just having a hard time with like, my brain is going in a million different no, places. No, I know. Because I have I know. so many things I and want I to say. And I feel like we should, we should definitely, like, I, I think I'm at a point now where I'm like, okay, I need to, like, brainstorm with people. But, which yes, we will. We this will. is what I we love will. to we will. do. We will. Okay. But, yeah, that's kind here's of my thought process behind it. I love what you said because my first question was going to be, what are you trying to do? Exactly. Are you trying to put out content that you enjoy? Or are you trying to maybe grow slash make more money? Yeah. Either one's great. No one is worse than the other. Um, I think if you are trying to grow, I think a brand requires a lot less than all of the things you just listed. I'm not saying it has to be one, but maybe three instead of seven. You know, like that would be a lot more easier to concise it into like my brand is this, this and this. You know, here's the messaging behind it. I think the beauty of uh, TikTok and Instagram is you don't have to have uh, one thing be your thing. Yeah. I think TikTok and TikTok more so than Instagram. I'm going to go in order. (laughs) TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. The higher, the less like you don't have to be in one aesthetic little bubble. Mm -hmm. You can be whatever you want. Obviously, YouTube, it makes a little more sense for each video being like, this is a heart to heart. This is a comedy skit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you should do all of those things that you listed, all seven, eight, however many it was, on TikTok. Yeah. I don't think you need a rhyme or reason. I think shoot your shot, then forget about it and move on to the next one and make yourself do one each month. For YouTube, I think you should give it a little bit of a concise, like maybe bring it down um, to three or four and then rotate every month. Yeah. And then I think you'll see which ones do well and then you'll know which ones you actually want to do. Because if it does well and you're like, oh, I'm going to do that again, then guess what? You're looking for growth. Or if you have a heart to heart and you love the conversations you're having with your subscribers and you're like, oh, I want to do that again, then you're not trying to do, you're you're more in for the interpersonal communication. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's, It's one of those things, too, where it's like, like part of me, I was like, do I need a different account that's like meant for something else? But then I know myself and I'll get overwhelmed with that. So I think I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, I need to like figure it out. But I think, too, my mind's been going so many different places that when I do do anything, it's very like half. Mm -hmm. 
because I'm like constantly thinking about the next thing and well, what if I want to do this and this and this and um, and pressures I'm putting on myself. So I think I'm kind of like at this place where I'm like, no, just like do what you want to do, but like put effort in it. And yeah. like you can still make like the other day I did like a video about my new Tums travel case. Yeah. <laughs> but I it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like a beautifully done video. And like I put it to like um hot in here and like it was like funny, right? right. So I felt like that was like encompassing like a lot of things, but I like put time and effort in mm-hmm. it. And I felt good about that video. Yeah. So I think it's just, I just am like needing to find it out. But I think social media is weird. Social media is weird. The thing that helps me the most, I think, and the thing that I think helps most people is a schedule. Yeah. So if you rotate, let's say you vlog, the first of the week you do a Lego video, the second week you vlog. Like first of the week you have your Lego set up already done, you, you film it, it's whatever. The next week if you're vlogging, that vlog camera better be in your bag every day of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then you have your vlog video. And then the next week if you wanna do something different, maybe a TikTok, then like you brainstorm your TikTok and get that done out and out of the way. Mm-hmm. But when it's vlog week, you have to have like you have to give yourself you have to prep so that you're ready. And that makes that so much easier. Yeah, I should get a schedule. You know? That's smart. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know if any of you listening care at all about what we just <laughs> talked about. But um, that was just, that's where I am. If you want an update, that's yeah. what I was thinking about a lot today. But yeah. yeah. What about I, you, I Ash? fully understand that. Um, things have been good. I'm still just really diving into the moving Mm-hmm. Situation. I'm really leaning in at home. I'm finally starting to get things decorated, and okay, it's feeling more like home. Oh, is the dreamiest. Oh, thank you. The dreamiest. You. I'm still waiting to find like the perfect. I have a, a vision of what I'm wanting. I'm wanting like a big black and white blown up photograph behind Ooh. my desk, like and a vintagey like kind a of vintage-y. vibe. Oh, I love. I definitely that. want it to be like kind of femme, so like very like. Kind of female, but business, but black and white, classy, but like flirty. Love I don't that. know. I have this. I have this picture in my head, and I haven't found it yet. But I've been scrolling whenever I'm bored. Um, Decinio, Decinia. I, I think it's Decinio. It's a online website. This is not sponsored, but it could be Decinio. Yeah, hit us up. Um, has a ton of uh, posters yeah. and photographs. Their stuff's cool. It's so cool. Um, and I have a little one of theirs, but I think I want like a giant one behind my, like They're a expensive. one giant one behind yeah, yeah, my desk. Yeah. It's like a, um investment, dude. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like once I get that, it'll be, it'll be complete. No, I love that. I'm so I love excited. That. Yeah. Cool. And that's me. That for you. <laughs> love that for you. You're not questioning your, so it was funny. I posted a story and I was like, it's like a social media identity crisis. And right. I think it's so true. Like we have different identities because 100%. nobody is who nobody. they are nobody is who they are on social media mm. like you are but you you get glimpses of people and people are very selective with what they will or will and whether share. this is your job or not yep even if this is just like a social platform to you and you don't yep have use this for <laughs> a career in any way like it's still you have a different yep. personality online no it's so true so it's been interesting. Wow. Anywho, uh, do you got to turn it up? First? I sure do. You guys already know it's the best time of the episode. Um, turn it up are when you guys send in funny, embarrassing stories. And this one is titled, Tearing it up to impress my future husband. Oh. Mm-hmm. Happy UA Monday. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I like that too. UA Monday. UA Monday. Should we coin it? 
Happy UA Monday, guys. UA Monday. I mean, I don't think we can. I don't coin think we need to a day of the week, but like, I'm about. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I bet. <She's> like, <laughs> what form times. do I need? Yeah. To <laughs> okay. I actually have a couple titles for this one, and I figured I'd let Ash choose. Oh my god! Wow, she's so honored. Tearing it up to impress my future husband. Chickens were harmed in the making of this tearing it up. Tearing it up. Why I'm not a golfer girly. <laughs> I like the chickens were harmed in the making of this. <laughs> tearing it up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Not the chickens. Okay. Let's get into it. A little bit of a backstory about me. I'm an Enneagram six wing five that bounces so often to a three and a nine. <laughs> that six, six, five, three, nine. Wow. Those are all numbers I'm like... I don't know how they're connected, but we'll go with it. Okay. That even the paid test was confused on where to put me. There we go. Oh, there we go. Okay, so okay. her her test says that she's very high in all of those levels, uh, which makes sense. Um, I'm also, uh, oh, wait, I, ha- I do want to say something. A lot of times, if they can't figure out or pinpoint you to a number, you're a nine. Oh, I have heard that. It mm-hmm. is a common thing that happens to nines. Nines are n- notoriously known for having a bit of empathy and understanding for each number. So a lot of times they have trouble finding their accurate test number. Mm-hmm. You're, you could be a nine. Anyways, back to the story. I'm also a July Leo with a, an Aries moon and I can never figure out what my rising is. Maybe a Libra. I wish I could help you there. I have no idea. I know nothing about that. I know I'm a cancer, but that's Stars. Um, continuing on. This is my fourth attempt to write this. In true Hendo ADHD fashion, I was starting my story too far back and adding way too many unnecessary details. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my boyfriend in high school was a varsity golfer. Like he lived by a golf course. Uncle was a Mizuno sponsored PGA certified instructor and the whole country club American dream situation. Any hoozle, before we started dating and before I, quote, got cute, I had to figure out how to totally weasel my way into this guy's heart. (laughs) So I spent time listening to the music he liked, learned about golfing as much as I could so that I could get him to see me as more than just one of the dudes. Eventually, once I got rid of my massive unibrow... Dad wanted me to love myself as I was and wouldn't let me get rid of it until I was 15. <laughs> That's so sweet. I was literally just talking to someone about, um, oh, my sister-in-law, about she like if we would like wax our kids' unibrow if yeah. like they were like getting made fun of. Yeah. And it's such a funny conversation because it is like this whole... Oh, but they're kids and they shouldn't stress about it. But then other kids are mean and you want to protect them. It's such a hard situation. Like if it was my kid, I'd be like, you're beautiful. You don't need to do anything. But I know what kids will say and I'd probably wax it. Yeah, I think I would too. That's where I'm at. Just because kids are the worst. Yeah. The worst. What was my battle? Oh, my battle with my mom was all my friends started shaving their arms because it was like that wave where like body hair was like so gross. I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that's like done with, by the way. But um and she would not let me shave my arms. And so I was like rebellious one day and like shaved my arms. But like did you mean your not your underarms, right? No, like my arms. Oh. Yeah, like all my friends were shaving their arms. So I shaved my arms, but then she like came into the bathroom after and started screaming and it was like, What is Because there was just hair everywhere. Like, you didn't even, didn't even try to clean up. I was like just a stupid freshman, you know, but um, <laughs> 
Yeah, that was like my battle with her. Oh my God, like, that's so funny. While we're off topic, continue. Sorry. I know. In summation, I would probably wax my kid's unibrow and then pretend like I had one too and, and wax mine with him. Them. Yeah. We would do it together. I'd be yeah. like, everyone does it. <laughs> yeah. Distraction. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. So she finally got rid of her unibrow. <laughs> and I'm sorry this is such a funny story and curled my hair he finally looked at me like I was a girl and I worked my way from one of the guys to his girlfriend congratulations wow tell us your secrets well tell me your secrets (laughs) wax your unibrow I don't have one Ashley (laughs) All right. she continues fast forward to summer during our first year or two together I went to a yard sale and saw that there was an old set of clubs for sale for two dollars Wow. I'm thinking score this is how I keep him I'm going to learn to play and get cute outfits and become a golf girly so we can have more in common (laughs) anyway I buy the golf clubs and drag them home to my parents ranch that had a few acres so there was plenty of open space to practice my man Catching golf skills. <laughs> I love it. I love the way she's writing this. I took what I learned from the PE and golf lessons and all of my Google knowledge about golf, set the golf ball down, grabbed a random club, got in a stance, she adds in quotes, and miserably missed the first few times. I think it's important to mention my parents had horses, a bunch of chickens, peacocks, and other small farm animals. So after a few frustrated swings and lots of embarrassing self-awareness, I finally hit the dang ball. What I failed to realize at the time was that I was hitting with an iron. I was expecting the ball to fly, but in reality, the club I used was just going to make the ball stay low to the ground. And low to the ground, it stayed. It rolled away super fast and clipped a rock and caught air. Right as the ball started on its descent, one of my dad's breeding hens crossed its path no that golf ball clocked that chicken straight in the head and unalived it almost instantly i love that she put unalived she killed the chicken chicken. oh my gosh how dramatic (laughs) how sad he was just probably trying to go find some food After realizing what I had done, I started uncontrollably sobbing and in a panic picked up the poor chicken and all of the right tools to give it a proper burial. I'm I'm laughing so hard. I cried about hurting the chicken and prayed my dad wouldn't find out that I grim rapered it. (laughs) I hid the clubs and never touched them again. My boyfriend made me tell him the whole story, and I guess he was flattered and maybe even felt bad because a couple years after high school, we got married. We've been together for more than 10 years, married for almost six, and have two fur babies. We eventually got them a human, too. He always tells his girlfriends about it when they ask why I don't golf anytime. (laughs) And... Or tag along, there's always a make sure there's no chickens around comment. (laughs) Oh, yeah, my dad eventually found the chicken and only yelled at me because we totally could have eaten it. No. 
Besides that, he laughs every time he brings it up to my husband. <laughs> P.S. I have plenty more tearing it ups because I swear I'm one of the unluckiest humans alive. Uh, but for now, thank you for reading through this ADHD-fueled mess. I love this podcast and use it to start off my week. You guys are a huge part of some life-changing events, and hopefully one day I'll get to tell you all about it. I've attached some pictures of my husband and I so you can picture it. LOL. Your pal. I don't think she put anonymous. She didn't. Your pal, Rosa. And then she I put love. Uh, pictures. I want to see. Also, please write in all your turn it ups because I love the way you write. Cute. You guys are adorable. Oh my gosh. Hey, so you're cute. gorgeous. Wow. So cute. Stop. She included girl. a baby picture. Her little girl. Or is that her baby? That's her baby. Oh, okay. Because remember, that she has makes, two fur babies and then added a human. That makes more sense. Yes. Um, well, just here to, I really want to make this message clear. Send in all of your embarrassing stories because yes. one, I just said that you Ashley. write really well. Um, and two, that was a good laugh. <laughs> I mean, I was crying. I was crying. That was really funny. Uh, Ooh, well, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. I'll go next. It was like, I, was re- I felt like I was reading fast, but then I was also laughing so hard that I yeah. just could not catch my breath. No, I feel bad. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box, a fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available, and they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. We will get into our first story. This one is called, uh, I feel like I'm responsible for my parents' divorce. Oof. That is a heavy, heavy statement. And I guarantee it's not true. Yeah. Hi, Taryn and Ash. My name is Elena. You can say it on the pod. And I am so excited to potentially have my stories read by you guys. I love when they're like, oh, my God, I'd freak out. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, surprise. Guess what's happening? We're reading it. I love you both so much. And this podcast honestly means so much to me. It's gotten me through some really low days and nights, and I feel like you guys and this podcast are my best friends. Oh, so cute. Anyways, enough with the sap. Mm. <laughs> Ashley's dream. 
Yeah. She's like, cut, cut it. No more, mm, no more email talk. It. I'm just okay. kidding. I'm currently 17 years old, and I just started my senior year of high school. This past summer, more specifically this past month, have really flipped has really flipped itself on its head. My parents separated, which seemed to come out of nowhere. That's so hard. From everyone I know whose parents have separated, mm-hmm. um, the ones I feel like it hit the hardest are the ones that were like, I had no idea this was coming. Yeah. Like, I feel like when there's fighting, when there's tension in the house, even it's though it's sad. Relief. Yeah, there's almost a relief of like, okay, like obviously something was going to happen, but mm-hmm. that's so hard. Um, they've been married for 20-something years, and all of a sudden, theme- things just started seeming off. My dad told me and my brother that he was going to stay up north at our cottage for a week by himself just because. It seemed quite odd to me, but I let it go. Then when we came home, he and my mom were sitting in the front room and then asking me and my brother to sit so they could talk to us. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> the worst. When you know. You can the feel worst. it. Yeah. In short, they said they were having some problems and thought they should separate for a while to see if things could get better. It's been almost a month now since that conversation, and honestly, we haven't got much more information about it. However, I am a super empathetic person, and I can read into situations way too easily. So I found myself connecting dots and figuring out what seems to be really going on. In summary, my mom was having problems with my dad and wanted to be alone for a while but she won't really explain what those problems are. They tried canceling, but my dad told me that she'd never talk to the therapist. He also has told me that she didn't really talk to him much about what was going on either. To me, it seems like my mom is is being controlling of the whole situation and wants to just be done with my dad without giving it a real try. This conclusion really eats me up inside. I feel I feel terrible for my dad as he not only has to deal with living an hour away from his kids and job, but has but also the fact that his wife doesn't really want to be with him anymore, but he doesn't even know why. Every time me and my brother go out to dinner with him or hang out with him, I just feel terrible and I feel like I have to make sure he's doing okay and is having a good time. This seems like a normal thing for someone to do for someone they care about, but I feel like it's consuming me. I can't look at him the same anymore. I just feel bad and worried about his mental health. I also can't look at my mom the same anymore as I resent her for treating my dad like this and pulling apart our family. I guess I'm just asking for some advice on how to handle this whole situation. How can I still be there for my dad while not feeling intensely horrible for him every time I see him? How do I navigate my own relationships with my parents while also navigating their confusing relationship. Is there a way to knock some sense into my mom? P.S. I don't think I'll be able to have a sit-down conversation with my mom as any time I try to do that with a topic she isn't comfortable with, she will literally ignore me and shut the conversation down. Anyways, I'm really sorry if this is all over the place. I sort of just started word vomiting. Thank you so much for reading and for everything you both do for all of your listeners and thank you in advance for any advice. Love, Elena. Oof. Uh, this is so heavy. That's very heavy. I feel like my first, the first thing I want to very clearly say. You are 17 years old. Mm-hmm. You are the child in this situation. 
And and I don't mean child as if like you're a little kid. Like obviously like you're senior in high school, like you're almost eighteen. But I mean when it comes to adults. our parents and family dynamic, the kids should it it should feel unnatural for the kids to be the ones trying to care for the parents. Like mm-hmm. that happens when we're older. Yeah. Hopefully, if like everything goes right. It is not your fault that your parents are getting divorced. It is not your responsibility to hold them together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now you're putting so much pressure on yourself when this situation, even though it's hard because you're all a family, the situation does have to do with the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that parents, and I don't think there's a right or a wrong way, like... I don't think that there's a technical right or wrong way. Obviously, I think things can be handled in right and wrong ways. But I think that there are things that they withhold and don't tell the kids about. And and there's things that they tell. So I would I would be careful in letting yourself go to assume too much and trying to like figure out certain things on your own because I think that there's there's just so much at play that's probably going on without yeah. you being aware of. And I think when you go and you try to do that, you're just going to drive yourself crazy and you're going to start to form opinions and feelings on things that might not be the case. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely take a step back. But I think before anything, I think you've got to release that pressure of being the one that's trying to figure out how do I like make all of this work? Yeah, I don't. Stuff like this is always hard because I don't really have the, that much advice to mm-hmm. give. It's a sucky situation, and it's unfortunate that your parents are going through it and you're having to go through it also. Um, things that can help, I think, are if you have any friend close in your yeah. life that you trust, like <clears throat> let them know what's going on, include them in on everything, go ahead and be vulnerable with them and like vent, like let it out. Yeah get it out to someone who you can trust who isn't involved in any way. Um, I think venting about stuff like that to your parents is hard because mm-hmm. they're they're involved and it's them that are getting divorced and you don't want to hurt your dad anymore and you're, you're having trouble talking to your mom at the moment. So like they're not a safe place really to talk about mm-hmm. all of this stuff currently, at least at this moment. So if you have anyone close by that you can talk to, that would be <clears throat> ideal where you can like get out all of your frustrations and emotions without having to deal with, am I hurting anyone or am I making this worse? Yeah. I know any family stuff I've ever gone through, I pretty much cried to Taryn about it. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, no, same. I, I think, I think too, I don't, it's just so hard because now that I'm older, I've seen situations where I've seen the the flip side of it Mm -hmm. and I've seen where like so much is going on, but that they only communicate like the bare minimum to the kids because they don't want to like get them involved or like damage them or whatever. So that's why I just feel like you need to like give yourself, give your parents space to try to figure it out, but also making sure that you are communicating how it's affecting you. Mm -hmm. Um, with your mom, if she doesn't do well with those conversations, I think for you, I feel like you just need, you feel like you want to be heard. So write a super detailed letter just saying like, mm-hmm. this is how I'm feeling. And this, this is how I'm perceiving the mm-hmm. situation. And 
voice message. Yeah. That's like, something that's so helpful to me because I yeah. have a hard time talking to people to their face when I'm crying and feeling emotional too. Mm-hmm. And a voice message or, or a phone call even like go somewhere else and call your mom if you need to talk to her. Like sometimes that helps me not feel so scared or yeah. it helps the conversation not feel so intense because you don't have to stare at them while, while you're trying to gather your thoughts, yeah. you know? So, but, I mean, if you're worried about her walking away or shutting you down, like, a letter is a way that, like, she can't. Like, yeah. it's already written out and she's going to have to read it. So there's she like, needs to know. Yeah. And so I, th- I think that you need ways to express yourself and to, like, I think you're focusing all your, like, I'm scared and I'm sad about what's going on into, like, hyperdrive of trying to take care of everyone else and I think you need to step back and just let yourself mourn and be sad about what's going on Mm -hmm. and remember that like it's not your job to take care of them your dad he's going through something and he's sad and he's I think you can be there for him and be empathetic towards him but like you you also like for me I would go into hyper like I'm gonna just make sure like when we're together like it's just normal because mm-hmm. he probably misses just things being normal i'm going to tell him about my day of school yeah i'm going to ask him about work i'm going to do whatever so i think that there's a shift of dynamics right now and you need to be gentle on yourself while you figure those things out but i don't think that you putting all the pressure of keeping all these pieces going together is good for you and i think that um I would even tell your parents, be like, hey, this is messing me up and I really would like to start going to therapy. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, go to someone, get get to a place where you can be talking and processing on your own. Mm-hmm. And if their mess starts to affect you too much, then that's where you create boundaries where you're like, hey, like, I'm here for both of you, but like, I don't like when you're spewing all this stuff on me. Like, it's not good for me. So you have to kind of find your way to navigate this situation that's good for you um, without putting the pressure of making sure both of them are okay on yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. I would do a quick little self-check and see what you feel like you are mentally and spiritually and emotionally able to carry and what you can't. And I think I would draw draw the line right where you think you can't. And um, I would share those thoughts with your parents. So with your mom, um, And however way you want to tell her, I would be like, hey, like, I'm not here to help you. I'm not here. I don't like agree with what you've been doing. Um, I'm not I don't want to hear your side. I don't want to like I don't want to be your shoulder to cry on. I'm actually really mad at you right now and I need space. Yeah. Like she's a grown adult. You're not going to hurt her feelings. She can handle that, you know. And then for your dad, like. I know you want to be there for him, but if in any way he, his, him and his emotions are feeling overwhelming too, like I, there's, there is a, there's an easy way to say, Hey, I think you should find someone to talk to who can help you more than I can. Yeah. Cause I can't, you know, like yeah. I shouldn't be the one that you are venting to about my mother and yeah. vice versa. Like, Hey mom, I don't want to hear your thoughts on dad. Like that's not my place. Yeah. So it's okay to draw it's so funny because I feel like we learned about boundaries and how to draw them, but it's it's very, we never like Im- imagine having to draw those boundaries with our parents no, necessarily. Yeah. Um, but it is extremely normal and extremely healthy. Um, and I even encourage it. Yeah. Especially in the situation that you're in. Yeah. And I think also like making sure to communicate like to your mom being like, hey, I I don't know why you've chosen to like not let any of us in on what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
But what I'm saying, my perception of this is that out of the blue, you just decided to be done with like dad and this family. Be And if something else, if there's something else I need to know, something else was going on that like you want to share. Ooh, that's good. Then like I would like to talk about it because right from where I'm sitting, I feel like this is selfish and I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And that gives her a chance to talk about it. But on the flip side, you have to be then prepared to hear what she's going to say if there is a mm-hmm. bigger reason. So it's it's what Ash was, I think you said something about earlier. Like you kind of have to like figure out like where you're at. Like check in on yourself and be like, do I want to know all of this or do I need to just set back and like process for myself and make sure I'm okay? Like, yeah, because if you're opening the door to hearing stuff, I'm yeah. not saying this is what's happening, but there's a huge possibility that your dad's done something to piss yep. your mom off or... Um, your mom has been doing something for a while and is just now coming to terms with her decision or, you know, things things could have been messed up for a while and she's just now fed up with it. And I just want to make sure I don't think at any age you're ready to hear it. Yeah. So I'd be very careful about opening that door um, because you are so young. Yeah. I don't know. There's so there's some things I think even if I'm 80, I don't want to hear about stuff my parents go through. Yeah. You know, or had gone through. Yeah. Um. So I would just be I'd be very careful about. Yeah. Asking. That. And obviously, like we don't we don't know all the details. We're not in your day to day life. So you need to seek that support from people who know and love you. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that that's the case, that like something's going on. It's just, I think we're just saying like if you're wanting to have those big open conversations and have more answers, sometimes those conversations are rough. Yeah. So be prepared for either one, figure out what you want to do. Maybe it's best for you to just have your senior year and worry about yourself while your parents are navigating mm-hmm. their own stuff. And yeah. then and then it's like, hey, you two figure it out. And once there's things that we need to know, like we'll sit down as a family and discuss. But like yeah. take all of this pressure off you and just make sure you're taking care of yourself and checking in with like how you're doing in this process. And try the best you can. I don't know. I know it's hard right now, but to not let it affect your senior year. That yeah. sucks. That's yeah. just sucky timing. Yeah. It's never good, period. But like yeah. your senior year, so... And your family's going to be a family no matter what that looks like. Yeah. So instead of, like, stressing and putting pressure, um, you know, maybe your fam- your parents are going to do way better on their own. And I know so many friends whose yeah. parents did not belong together. Yes. Genuinely. Yes. And they were much happier, much healthier Hamley. Hamley? Hamley. <laughs> much healthier family separated no, than they were together. Yeah. So this could be the start of something really good, yeah. actually. But... It's not your fault and it's not Mm -hmm. your responsibility. It's not your fault. It's not your responsibility. Take a breath, put that aside, and just like... Focus on yourself. Yeah, focus on yourself. They can handle them. Fully. Well, we are sending all the love and support to you um, in this time. And hang in there. It'll it'll settle. The dust will settle in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, But bring your girls around you. And get get therapy. Have yeah. your parents pay for your therapy. That's yeah. what I would be like. Hey, mom and dad, you're messing what? me up. You're messing pay for with my me. therapy. Yeah, that's what I would say. Problem solved. And a new car. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi, Taryn and Ash. My name is Brooke, and I truly love you guys. So grateful for this podcast because the only people I can really chat about this predicament with are my family and my boyfriend. So it's time for some outsider perspectives. Here's the backstory. My mom and I have had a pretty good relationship growing up. We grew up Christian, and my mom would often start the day reading the Bible with us and praying. I could go to her for advice, feel heard and understood for the most part. Her tagline was always that there was good to be found in any situation. I still feel this advice following me as I get older, which I am now 26. But recently, my mom has taken a huge, she writes in all caps, turn. (laughs) The way you said that, huge, huge, (laughs) huge. Um, Over the past couple years, my mom has turned into what can only be explained as a cult follower. She is knee-deep into conspiracies, politics, and the economy. She went from a sound, intelligent person that I could depend on to someone who's passionately convinced that the earth is flat. This all stems from a website she subscribed to a couple years back that sends her videos and articles about all the conspiracies that people have ever come up with. She has even said quite a few times now that she is awake and the rest of the world is asleep. (laughs) And it's her job to wake them up to the evil out there. I don't even want to go into all the crazy things she believes, but I will say she can go on for hours talking about it without even taking a breath. It's almost like she knows that if we got a word in, we would have something that would be convincing to break down her belief. So she makes sure (laughs) that we can't even get a word in edgewise. That's interesting. Which I'm sure you can imagine makes for a really one-sided relationship. This is something that has kind of rocked our family world. My siblings and I have slowly started pushing her away, setting up boundaries that she has time and time again chosen to break. And most recently, my older sister had to stop allowing her to babysit her two kids because of how my mom was trying to indoctrinate them and how her husband and my mom got into a very heated argument about these beliefs and it ended pretty poorly. We all feel pretty defeated when it comes to knowing how to navigate and maintaining a relationship with our mother while also setting up boundaries that she won't break or disrespect. I have a serious relationship now that is leaning towards marriage, and we both really want to set the standard early of how we want to handle this before we get married and start a family that we want her to be a part of. I completely agree with that. I dearly love my mom, and sometimes it's great with her, and we have really amazing conversations and times together, but now it always leads in the end to a long-form conversation about her conspiracies and how I need to wake up. So my question is, how the heck do I still have my mom in my life, but also communicate boundaries that she will stick to and that will last long term? To go even further, is there a way I can help her see how damaging these beliefs are to the relationships she has with her family and her future family? If you made it to the end, you already know I love you the mostest. (sighs) Wow. She added a weekly face. Thank you, Brooke. Yikes, dude. Fascinating. I I love one, I've never received any letter. I don't think we've ever received Mm-mm. any letter like this. This is a difficult situation because I, you know, you see people that have these conspiracy videos or believe in these conspiracies online, but I've never actually had a conversation with them. 
let alone than a family member to one of them. Yeah. Well, it sounds like too, because I mean, I definitely have had people in my life that have brought up certain things like that Mm -hmm. um, or like different, I mean, conspiracies or whatever. Right. But it still is very much in the context of like them saying what they believe um, never forcing. No, it's not forceful. And it's even though they're trying to inform me of something, there still is like this healthy, like respect. Of, respect. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think as society, we start running into problems if we just immediately shut down what everyone has to say and For can't sure. at least just hear out people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, What's but, lacking here is the respect. Well, and those times I've talked to those people, it's a it's a very small percentage of them as a person. Mm-hmm. It sounds like with her mom, She's this has become her persona. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, that window of just getting her mom instead of having these conversations and her trying to influence them yeah. is like the ratios getting out of whack. So yeah. I feel like that's that's a whole other topic that I'm like, no, I've never known anyone in my life either. Yeah, it's almost, it's not even the beliefs necessarily as the obsessiveness yeah. of it that is like raising a flag for me because I've met multiple people that I have disagreeing beliefs with, but I've never, you know, it's very rare to find someone who can't not talk about it and can't not try to indoctrinate you about it. The level at which she's like dove into these things is crazy, especially from what I'm reading. She's trying to convince her grandkids well, about also, some of this like, stuff. Like that's messy. I feel like it. I mean, those are like the telltale signs of like cults, right? Like it's certain mm-hmm. languages. It's yeah. very like um, your personality changes. You're like, so, I mean, obviously we only have like a snippet of the situation from mm-hmm. the email, but it yeah, it does like, sound very concerning. Because from what I've read, it sounds like you guys had a very good relationship before. Everything was healthy. Everything seemed fine. And then all of a sudden she took this huge turn. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Like there was a drastic, quick turn, big red flag. Um, and then now it's all she talks about. She's even to the point of trying to like force it upon oh, people. That would piss me off. That would. The yeah, kids, yeah. That's my child. You don't get to talk to them like that. You yeah. Know? Um, so it's, it's so hard because I'm like, I have my, like what I would say, like what I would suggest, but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't even know if, if it's possible because it sounds like you've drawn boundaries and they're not being respected. It sounds like she doesn't care about the boundaries. So I feel, cause like for me, my initial thing is I would probably say that they would need to have a full blown conversation of saying I think that we need to come to a place where we acknowledge that, like, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff you say, but I respect you as my mom and I love you as my mom. Mm -hmm. Just like you don't agree with the stuff that I believe, but I hope that you still love and respect me as your daughter. So, Mm -hmm. like, let's first, like, even the playing field. Like, I love you. You love me. We want what's best for each other. We're a happy family. Be clear about that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, (laughs) Um, So that would be my, like, ground zero. Like, we start there. And then I would say, I don't don't want you to feel like I'm shutting off the things that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. But I need you to understand that, to me, there is a time and a place. And there's also a line of what I'm willing to take in or not. So if we're going to continue this, 
I need to know that when I get to a point where I feel like it falls under one of those categories that I'm not willing to talk about, I need to know that you're going to respect and shut off when I need you to. So whether it's a code word, I'm all about code words in Mm -hmm. life, like whether it's a code word, whether it's uh, a front loading of like, hey, we're going to go have dinner as a family, like we're not going to talk about anything besides just being Which present. a lot of families have to talk mm-hmm. about just on politics, simply yep. alone. They're Literally. like, hey, no politics talk. Like, yeah. that's a normal thing. Yeah. So I think I would find, but in that conversation where I'm sitting and we're being strategic about mm-hmm. how we're going to move forward, that's where you come up with those things. Mm-hmm. But I think it needs to be very clearly communicated. Mom, my fear is if we do not figure out a system we are not going to be in each other's lives. And that breaks my heart. I literally was going to say, if all of this doesn't work, there has to be some kind of threat yeah. at the end. Yeah. So I think I think a conversation, which like, that's why it's like, I almost hesitate to even say all this because it sounds like you've had mm-hmm. this conversation in boundaries. But if if you still want her in her life, she still sounds like she means a lot to you. I think you're going to have a plethora of those yeah. conversations until hopefully something sticks or God forbid, like it, it gets to that like boiling point. Yeah. At some point in your letter, you wrote that every once in a while, there's still some good moments with you guys. Yeah. And in my head, for me personally, obviously everyone's different. In my personal opinion, as long as I still had those, I would still try to make an effort. Um, as long as I still had those, those good interactions with her from time to time, the fewer those get, and you know, the more space that goes in between those interactions. Um, I do think eventually I said threat and that probably sounded really scary, but like, I, I I meant like, it's a boundary. There's, there's got, there is a boundary and she has, she's not taking it seriously. And I, I would use the point in fact that like, Hey, I'm, I'm as my own family unit me and my boyfriend at this time are, you know, we're seeing a future. And as of right now, if you continue to break the boundary, you're not going to be in it. Yeah. And that includes our future kids one day. And that includes our whole family for holidays. And I don't want that. Like, I want you there. And like, let her show that that's heartbreaking to you. Yeah. Like, let her show, let yourself show her that that's heartbreaking to you and that that's, that's not what you're wanting at all. But she needs to understand. Yeah. That there's a real there's a real threat on the line yeah. if she doesn't um, act right. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe find like a middle ground with her. Like, be like, hey, I know that you always want to share these things with me, but sometimes like I'm not going to want to talk about it, or I'm not going to agree. Yeah. So like maybe find like maybe tell her like if you find something that you find is interesting, mm-hmm. email me an article about it, yeah. and I'll look over it. If I want to talk to you more about it, I will. If I don't, I won't. But then yeah. maybe that's like your mom's way of feeling like yeah. she's. giving her kids because in her mind she's probably freaked out and frantic that her kids aren't following what she thinks is like right correct and you know the real reality or whatever so for her she's probably being very pushy because she's worried that her kids something bad's gonna happen if they Mm -hmm. don't come to her side oh my gosh so so i think when you see it that way you have a little bit of empathy of oh she's probably scared and freaking out Mm -hmm. as a mom so it's like maybe give her an outlet where she can express it in a way that's safe for you yeah 
if you read the articles or not, that's your choice. But maybe it still gives her that space where she feels like, oh, I'm giving the information to my kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, on a much lesser scale, my mom is an an has always been kind of a nervous wreck when it comes to life yeah. <laughs> in general. She's a six and she tends we to be paranoid her. and anxious and struggles with a lot of those things. So her way of helping would be, you know, I'm going on a trip with friends. You shouldn't go there. It's too close to Putin. And then she'll send me all these articles <laughs> the day before I leave. And I'm like, it's too late. And now you're making me scared, yeah. you know, and it's it's there's a fine line of. Or, or you know, you know, there's a fine line of like this is in, this is affecting my life, my day to day life, and even my mom, like she, uh, I love her to death, and she does not mind that I'm talking about her. No. Right now. <laughs> um, she can talk so serious, like a flip of the switch, like we'll just, hey, how's your day? All of a sudden, it's a very serious conversation. I'm like, hey, it's it's, it's 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. I have work to do, like. I can't if talk about this. If you need to talk yeah. about this, can you let me know b- beforehand and not during like work hours so that I can like make sure I'm in a good place mm-hmm. to hear you? And I remember me and my sister have had conversations with her about that. And once we sat her down and we were like, we can't talk about this kind of stuff on a casual weekday and then get right back into work. You know, it dramatically affects us. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I didn't know because she, she can flip a switch. No problem. I was like, I can't. Yeah, I need to like slow down. I need to pour myself a glass of, of wine or yeah. tea before I can like sit down and really like un- yeah. unveil or what open this up with you, you know. So, but again, I think you might have tried that already. That's what's that's, <laughs> that's what I'm what's saying. Hard. That's what's hard is because like I'm sure they have, but that's what I think. I I'm a firm like I I feel like I keep trying a lot of things mm-hmm. in life even when I mess up like mm-hmm. we've joked about on here before like I'll be like I'm gonna like not watch TV anymore I'm gonna only do this and then like the next week I'm like I'm really gonna only do this and Ashley always laughs at me but I'm a firm like sometimes like you just keep trying until you figure it out for sure but I do think you get to a point where you've reached your limit yeah and it is different when it starts affecting other people exactly. in your life exactly so another thing I was gonna mm. say that it just came to me um I do think you should threaten the possibility of not being in your future family that doesn't mean she doesn't need to be in your life like your life um you can cut her out of like holidays. She d- she could not see your boyfriend or you know your future family. But you could still you know every once in a while call her up and the two of you go get coffee, um, to kind of keep that connection. Because I don't want you to lose your mom in your life. Yeah. But distance sounds like it needs to happen. Um, so maybe you separate her from the whole family unit, and then if you want to reach out to her, you feel in a good place where you can handle that kind of contact then you reach out to her and you guys yeah. have yourself a mother daughter day but oh, that is really so tough heavy. i'm yeah. so sorry that's so heavy i do think though what you guys are doing is so commendable i think uh it's really hard to cut people out of your life but for the sake of your future family and for uh, your sister's family and her kids that are going through this, it sounds like it needs to happen. And I know that's hard, but you guys, I think are doing the right thing. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. That's Mama so drama. Yeah. Two very opposite yeah, <laughs> types yeah, yeah. too. 
That's crazy. I think, you know, it's so it's so interesting because I think sometimes we take it so hard when our parents mess up. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like, I think about, like, who I am now and how many times, like, I've done stupid things in my life and how even though I'm a quote-unquote adult, I'm still winging it. Like, For I'm trying sure. my best. And there's so many times that I unintentionally do something that hurts another person. Yeah. And I can't even imagine, like, when I become a parent mm-hmm. and a wife and or a hermit at this rate, either way, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that there's going to be times where I'm going to unintentionally do something that's going to stem from the own damage and brokenness I have in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to remember our parents as like they still are humans they still make mistakes. They're still trying their best. They've not been parents their whole life. Like they're still right. every day, every chapter is new Learning. to them. Yeah. So I think there should be some grace there, but also you have to think about what's best for yourself too. Mm-hmm. So And you're at an age where you're allowed yeah. to think for yourself exactly. and prioritize yourself, yeah. you know? Ugh. Especially with the future family uh on the way. I just can't help but think of like your future kids and I wouldn't want them. The situation's only going to get worse once you get kids involved. Yeah. You'll get more protective and upset. Yeah. 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 But in, in this weird way, I think you do need to like take what your mom's doing and, and try to see it as kind of try to see it as like a way of her showing love. Like Taryn said, because if she fully believes all of this stuff, she is only trying to help. But that doesn't yeah. mean that doesn't mean that she can cross boundaries. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a very sticky situation. I'm so sorry, but thank you for writing in. Yeah, I hope yeah. that helped. <laughs> I know there's so many times I'm like, Ooh. I hope this helps. But I mean, everyone says we help. We them. keep getting we keep getting good reactions. We haven't so gotten a bad one. Knock not on yet. everything. Everything. Uh, knock on everything. Okay. Should wait. we lighten it up? Yes. Ready? Yes, ma'am. Why did the cowboy adopt a wiener dog? Cowboy, yeehaw, wiener, dachshund. I don't know. <laughs> Your guesses? Tell me. I want a compilation. That wasn't guesses. I that was me thinking out loud. A compilation of the dad joke what? and then just your... Cowboy, yeehaw. Are you ready? Yeah. Because he wanted to get along, little doggy. Oh, my God. Get along, little Little doggy. doggy. Guys, if you made it to the dad joke, you already know. We love you the mostest. Check us out on Instagram, on YouTube. We have merch on our storefront. Uh, Go shop all the good things there. And uh, we love you so much. We'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Bye.